0: Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster 360. He is Steve, Xbox Live, Steveovich. And we're free to play in episode 108 today, February 8th, 2019. To get the most out of Joygasm, follow us on social media of choice and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and soundcloud.com slash TV. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or a review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate very much. And a big thank you to those who have done so already. We are going to be foregoing gaming and movie news this episode. Instead, uh, we're going to just catch up with each other and jump right into our topic of the day, which is Apex Legends Play... Impressions. I don't know about you, Steve, but I am feeling very much comatose after having that delightful manicotti
1: that my wife made. Wine was good too. You know, the wine was purchased with love and brought over here, just so you know. Uh huh.
0: Otherwise known as you bringing wine over. Right. Which was a, a nice touch. It was very nice of you to do that since uh, you got fed very nicely with the manicotti, the garlic meal. bread, yeah. the salad, the salad spinner goodness. Yeah. yeah. little bacon bits. It was really good. It was very tasty. Steve, I'm glad it's Friday. I really am. You know, this week went by fast, Russ. It actually kind of went by slowly for me because I was <laughs> well, sucks. a very busy man. I was very busy at work. How is it going by slow if you're busy, Russ? There is just a lot. There has been an absolute metric ton of uh. stuff that has been on my plate this past week. Uh huh. We've been doing
1: some on-location production shoots. Yeah, we're, we're, that's not what I asked, Russ. What, what, what did you ask, Steve? Typically, if you're busy, time goes by fast. hmm and you said, yeah, yeah, we've been busy, but time has gone by slow. And I was like, well, why is that? Why- well, I'm in the process of explaining stuff. Well, I don't even know all the details. <gasps> you need to details. exercise some patience, okay? Ah, well, we're on location, and we're filming, and I was saying hi to people. And, you know, I, people didn't, are, I didn't get that far. Yeah, all I, I said to... was
0: that I was on location for a production. I was going to mm. go to the next part until mm. you interrupted me. Yeah, okay. So on top of that, we've had about three other logistical types of... Possible productions going on. And so I've been in meeting after meeting after meeting. And uh, just, uh, what, 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 what? Why are you looking
1: around? Which uh, way? Yeah. I thought the... Um, you hallucinating against you? The sound curtain was sagging a bit. I told you to put the LSD down. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, anyway. Anyway, I'm
0: just glad it's Friday just because, uh, man... There's just a, when, when you're in that phase, that pre-production phase, uh, oh, I know. things kind of drag on.
1: Yeah. Mm. Right. That pre-production phase. Yeah. I'm always Some, in something, that. something you're well-versed in. I'm always in that pre-production phase. Mm-hmm. I'm never in the post-production phase. Mm. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, So how are you doing? Well, Russ, you know, I'm, 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 I'm good. You know, I'm good. The uh, week went by fast for me. It was Monday, and then it was Friday, and uh, here we are, you <laughs> know, and I feel like I, you I know, shut my eyes on Monday, and I woke <laughs> him up, uh, it was Friday. You know, it was nice. <laughs> that <laughs> the be nice. weekend. I can go back to sleep and sleep until noon. Yeah, really. Awesome. No, but, uh, you know, yeah, i yeah, know, yeah. been playing a lot of Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, I know. You need to put that down so you can finish up Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, I just did that to annoy you. Mm-hmm. you know?
0: I figured so. Yeah.
1: I saw you playing it before too, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you said, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta put down Resident Evil to start picking up uh, Res- uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption, so you can beat it. We can talk about it." Mm-hmm. And I said, um, "Great." And when, as you said that, you said, "Hey, since you're over here, you want to play some Resident Evil?" <laughs> well, because you were already yeah, over, over here. here. You're not gonna
0: play my game of RDR two at my house. You have no saved games here. Well,
1: since you're here and I told you not to play, just go ahead and play it.
0: I told you not (laughs) to play it at your house, so that way we can actually talk about a spoiler version of RDR two. Man, you nincompoop! That's funny. How far are you in Resident Evil two? I'm pretty far along. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> you know, originally that was supposed to be like our thing. We were even talking on the show about how you're going to be here with well, me on the
1: couch as you're playing the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And how often per week is that going to happen? Hey, you know what? You're welcome over here every night. Yeah, I'm just going to meander. Hey, I'm going to be up in your media room playing the game. You want to join me? No, hey. it's like, Steve, don't start yet. I can't get up there. Oh. <laughs> I you guess don't I'll get to hang out. A, you
0: work late anyway. Twiddle my thumbs. You would be you're starting until around the time I'd be available anyway.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll just play Bit Heroes <laughs> for two hours while I wait for you.
0: <laughs> your your guild or uh, clan or whatever is like, man, he's really dedicated. All he's of a sudden, hardcore
1: <laughs> man. So are you like at the end now or what? No, I'm not at the end. I I have kind of somewhat got out of the police station. And there are some new enemies, and I met some people and um, got some upgrades to my weapons. Mm -hmm. Found some safe combinations and um, been learning how to dodge. Dodging, yes.
0: yes. I kind of sort of remember that from the first
1: one. Well, in in the first one, you didn't really have to do it. It was there if you wanted to, but since they gave you... Like any any little shelf or couch or toilet cover available, but there was mm-hmm. always a pack of bullets. so you didn't really have to dodge this one you have to dodge. So I'm just I'm I'll play through and if I know I'm gonna die, I'll just keep on going and going and going until I die. And I think, okay, what mistakes did I make? How could I be better? Mm-hmm. And so then I'll go through the second time like, yeah, I know where that thing's coming from. I know where to dodge and I'll save myself like six bullets, Russ. Well.
0: So how do you dodge? Waste not.
1: Well, I mean, basically, the zombies are going to come at you. (laughs) And so you make them come one way, and you just, like, run around the other way. And so then they can can lunge for you. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, And they just miss, and you just keep on running. The, and um, now I was about to say something. I'm not going to say it because you don't know. hmm I'll hold that to myself. But with other enemies, you can do the same thing. Not every enemy. Uh-huh. Many enemies, though. I'm telling you, though, that this game has really brought back the survival horror. Good. It is spooky. Um... I hope there's not going to be a bunch of more spin-offs from this game. I I you know Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 were very good games. After that they kind of started to tell them wane. Did, okay. Were you a fan of Nemesis? Was that Resident Evil? I Think three? that was 3. Yeah, and I actually went back on YouTube and I looked up some videos on Resident Evil 3. I remember, I we were talking and, and I thought that they had done away with the uh those those pre-rendered backgrounds uh-huh. and they hadn't yet yeah. they, they they put more animation stuff in them but they're, all, they're, they're still there you're still in one little contained environment until you walk past the screen and then it switches
0: now i have heard that resident evil 4 it by yeah quite a few people out there is regarded as the best out of the resident evil games out of the best
1: that's that's what i've heard that's not, not I mean, like i mean maybe graphically up until this one yeah by gameplay, you didn't think it was. Uh... I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, you're you're kind of in that uh, in that same sort of perspective, uh-huh. kind of over the shoulder perspective. And what's cool about four is that if you, at the right time, you can punch or kick the zombie away, mm-hmm. which is just common sense. I mean, if you're just there with, if you have no knife and you're out of bullets, what are you going to do? I mean, you you got to use something as a weapon. Might as well try and, like, beat on the thing a little bit. So it makes sense in 4 why they finally did it. And it doesn't make sense from 1 to 3 why they didn't do it. So that that's cool. And the graphics are better. And the environments are full, like, polygon. They're not pre-rendered. So in that sense, it is better. But I wouldn't say it's the, it's debased. The So, which one do you think he's number two? Oh, so number two is okay. Yeah.
0: Because I haven't seen every Resident Evil game that has come out, but Resident Evil 2 probably was my favorite out of all the ones that I saw. And I think I saw one, two, three, Code Veronica. I saw a little bit of one where it looked like you were in like Africa or something. It was like outdoors and like in like some kind of third world country or something. I think that's
1: four. That's four? I think that's four. Four definitely looks like you're in a third world country.
0: Okay. So maybe I saw a little bit of four then.
1: Uh, I mean, the first one was great, but the graphics were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And they, they had the full motion video of all these, you know, whoever people. <laughs> so that there was a, plenty of cringeworthy moments in it, but two definitely took a step up. Zero. Code, for, Code Veronica was okay. Zero. I thought man. Code Veronica was pretty good. I mean, it, by Resident Evil standards, it wasn't as good. Mm. Well. It wasn't by, by game standards altogether, it was. But if you take all the Resident Evils. I don't yeah. think you're ever going to
0: have a big problem with a bunch of survival horror clones like Resident Evil coming out. I think Resident Evil has really carved itself out a nice little niche. Right. And... I think, if, I think that would have happened a long time ago if that was the case. I just don't... I'm sure there will probably will be other types of survival no. horror, but it's not going to be a, a Resident Evil clone.
1: Well, yeah, I hope not, because after Resident Evil, it was like zombie game, zombie game, zombie game, zombie movie, zombie movie, zombie game. It's just zombied out, Rose. Mm-hmm. My thoughts on zombie games and movies is kind of like, Ah, Nicely done. Yeah, thanks. So So I think it is uh,
0: paramount that uh, you tell the story to all of our listeners about uh, how apparently you got married
1: to a dead man. (sighs) Uh, Okay, so anyhow, I I (laughs) am engaged to a Canadian. And we're in the process of doing the whole immigration, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. bringing her over here. There's a whole family-wide investigation on her side and on my side, and there's all this bureaucracy BS. <laughs> and so there's this huge application that you have to fill out. And huge. Yes. And it's sectioned off like, okay, you know, questions... 1A through 6B, whatever, are your information and then so on and so forth and so on and so forth. So at one point, it says your parents' information and this this bracket from one, one side of the page to the other side of the page, so many questions, dad's side, mom's side. Mm-hmm. On mom's side, it says, have you ever been married before? And, of course, she has. And the dude passed away. So, and it says, when did the marriage end? Of course, the date was there. What was the dude's name? There's the dude's name. Well, apparently, okay, and I'm trying to think positive about this. <laughs> because there's a way that, I mean, either we I misinterpreted it, mom misinterpreted it, or the shiny tools that the government misinterpreted it because the way, well, let me just say what happened. So I got a letter in the mail. <laughs> so I filled out my all the my parents' information. I send this thing out. This was last August. Mm-hmm. It is now February. And so I get this letter in the mail saying, oh, you know, we got your app and uh, we're going through it. <laughs> and uh, so we found a mistake that you got to address. And... Uh, so here you go. And the letter says that I was married to this random dude. Now I forgot about the dude's name because I've, <laughs> I've sent the application in in August. I don't forget. I don't know. Uh-huh. I look. I mean, I don't remember the guy. So I'm like, who? Is someone still my identity? Was I drunk? Yeah, was I drunk? What when happened? I, Man, I did wake up in someone's lawn in a pool of my own vomit in a bathrobe <laughs> I didn't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> why am I wearing this ring? I don't have any rings. <laughs> um, <laughs> why are these people smiling at me too? Why am I limping? Yeah. <laughs> it's a stagger. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, I go back inside after pulling, you're getting this letter from the mail. And I go through the application and, and it says, "Look at question thirty-seven A, I think." And sure enough, is and it says, "Have you been married before?" And I said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. So, but you is in. Wait, you said yes to "Have you been married before?" Correct. But you was in my in the parents section, as in mom, oh, oh. dad.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So
1: I didn't think that you meant me. I thought you meant mom. <laughs> So yes, mom has been married before. Because in these sections later on, it goes back to like your other information and to ask more stuff like your employment history and where you've lived and this, that, and the other. So I didn't think that you met me. So, I mean, and then it went on to a different section after that. So apparently whoever's reading it, that the government thought that, that question pertained to me. And that's what's holding this whole process up. I just want to get married, Russ, you know? And it's just, it's just just
0: bizarre how it's like, it's not even just like, there was a mistake thinking that like you were married to another guy. It's the fact that they think that you got married to our mom's
1: first husband who's deceased, (laughs) who was deceased (laughs) before I was born. I had, you know. The guy passed away in 1977. I was born in 1981. So, I mean, lo- <laughs> these people are not looking through the applications on when I was born. Uh, and dates are important. They're, they're like, I'm some like, paper pusher who's like, man, this guy's necrophilia or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is gross. Good <laughs> creep. Yeah, I was a speck and someone else's eye and somehow that speck, that little atom <laughs> that little zygote got married to some other person. <sighs> so now so now I have to go to mom, who has to go to like the civic center or whatever, whoever holds all these records, to find this death certificate <laughs> and their marriage certificate, and then mail those to me, so that I can type a letter and then mail it to the government, and then have the government look through it and then f- go through the rest of this process. Bless you for coming out in public.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Oh, man, that was so funny. Like, the first time I heard that was from my wife, I'm like, "What? wait, what happened? I don't. I can't track this. Like, how? What What are we? Because at first she was just using the, the guy's name. And I'm like, what? Who, who? Why does that name sound kind of familiar? What is the deal? And then I had to give you a call. And hearing you talk about it, I was just absolutely flabbergasted, but also just, just laughing because I'm like, what the heck? This is like just, you can't make this stuff up. This is like just bizarre, just <laughs> the whole rigmarole. I mean, at least it could have been like some random Joe or John Doe out there, but no, it like <laughs> it comes full circle. No. And who knows if they're actually going to like successfully expunge that from your record. Yeah, no doubt. You're oh, going to be like up goodness. there on the altar with like with like a coffin with a little the, some, <laughs> dead body. Do you take... This man who could have been your
1: daddy to, to be your mouth. husband. What the heck is happening to this place? It's 2019, I guess. <laughs> uh, here we go. It's very progressive of you. <laughs> Everybody needs love, for us.
0: I don't know if this is a preacher marrying us or a mortician. <laughs> and either mm. one, I don't know, they both seem kind of creeped out. Man. Oh, well, okay, so pivoting off of that. By the time this podcast drops, it is going to be Steve's birthday. Happy birthday to you, my brother.
1: Thank you. And uh, I must say that um, I have not aged. I am not one year older, Russ. Age is just a number you write on a piece of paper somewhere. I have not aged
0: a year. Wait till you get to my age. Yeah, I'll bet you'll start to feel it.
1: (laughs) 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 So you turned. What are you? Are you you footsieing me under the table? Because my Uh, feet can't go anywhere like closer to my chair.
0: This is like for tradition's sake. Back Mm. when we were kids at the dinner table, and we would kick each other constantly under the table.
1: (laughs) Old habits die hard. I'm wearing shoes, and you're not. So that's very uh, true. How what is it? Your th- yeah.
0: when you, when your birthday takes place, you will be thirty mm-hmm. eight. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Wow, a heartfelt, happy, b- early birthday at the time of this is recorded. There you know? go. And you're gonna have to figure out what you want to do, uh, so I can go take you out to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, on a Monday night, uh, we're how going out and crazy down, Steve. What do you yeah.
0: want to do? I'll take you to McDonald's,
1: <laughs> get you one of them Happy Meals. I know how much you like those. <laughs> Someday day, though, those toys are going to be worth something. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> you just don't know it yet.
0: You know, there's got to be someone out there who has actually collected each and every Happy Meal toy, and it's still in the cellophane somewhere. Yeah, I can imagine. I think there's got to be someone out there like that. Yeah. Is there anything else going on with you? I watched Daddy's Home. Oh, how is that? That's with Will Ferrell and
1: Mark Wahlberg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it's okay. It's not very funny. It's kind of like Chuckle Funny. A little bit predictable. Okay. A little bit painful. Mm. At times.
0: Painful, like the jokes just weren't funny to you.
1: Yeah, like forced funny. That humor I love so much, kind of like making it awkward. Uh, yeah. And and it's just it's it's odd. It's just, I mean, they they basically Will Ferrell is is the nice guy, right? Uh, Wahlberg is obviously the, uh, more macho, macho man of the two. Mm-hmm. And it really does slap around. Like, oh, the macho is definitely more attractive. The nice guy, you know, finishes last sort of thing. And uh, I don't know.
0: It... That's kind of their shtick, and like they've yeah, they made I multiple guess. movies like that where Mark Wahlberg is more of like the macho, masculine kind of guy. I think Mel Gibson plays his dad, right? Well, that's it, then the second one. Oh, they made two. They made two. Okay, so this is the first
1: one you watched. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. I, you know what? I think I saw the first one, and I didn't see the
1: second one. Yeah, we didn't see the second one.
0: Okay.
1: I, it was fine. It's I, but I don't I don't think I'd ever watch it again. That's that's fair enough, Steve. Hmm. I, on the other
0: hand, I started playing more Titanfall 2. Have you? Titanfall 2 is a title that I have consistently, I'll pick up and play for a bit, and then I'll put it down and not play it for a while. I'll play some other games, and then I'll pick it up again, and I'll start playing it for a bit again. So (laughs) the game came out in like 2005. No, I was gonna say 2000, <laughs> 2016. I think is when when it came out, mm-hmm. but um, definitely the sequel is better than the first one in that they have a, the, the single player campaign, which I'm always a big fan of. What was really cool, and I think I feel like I can actually talk about this because the game is now three years old. So I mean, the likelihood of all the diehard fans who want to play the game have probably already played and beaten it. So I don't even know how far along I am in the game, but I'm at a point where I have found this little device off of another pilot who unfortunately met his early demise. And it's some sort of like contraption on your wrist that allows you to um, jump through time. And I thought that was really, really cool, just the way they had the whole thing set up. And the game design is approached where if you see like like say for instance I'm in like this big kind of uh, science facility military installation type deal. There may be certain places like certain doors that don't open but what I can do is I can go back in time and the doors will be open because it's like like the present that I'm in is like this kind of you could tell that that the, the city has been in ruined and everything else there's been some sort of huge catastrophe that has occurred but if I go back in time Then everything is all hunky-dory, and they're kind of like all the prime of like trying to be on the verge of some sort of discovery or whatever. But I really like that, though. I liked how you had to think a bit outside the box as to like how to navigate your way through this building. And it works both ways. Like there were times when if I was, uh, if I jumped back in time, there would be certain uh, blockades that I, I just could not move past. So then I have to jump back to the the present. But what was interesting was that every time I went back in time, I was like any kind of stuff I would do would mess up the future part.
1: Every time I went back in time to check the time, <laughs> it was time to go back. Yeah, I realize I'm probably
0: saying that word quite a bit. But um. I thought it was really cool, too, because I found myself not, like, for instance, like, there was, like, security personnel that I would be interacting with when I would go back in time. I found myself not wanting to interfere with their space-time continuum. So I was actually p- taking more evasive maneuvers when I was going in the past. And, of course, there, there came certain points where... um I just I had to open fire and do those kind of things, but I th- I thought that was a neat kind of response that I had.
1: I just had to kill some people and whatever. Anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but overall, I mean, I thought I thought it was a really novel approach to just how you would play through a level and in- introducing the idea of time travel into something that this is again I don't know if it's going to take more of a center stage role moving forward into the game, but that level I was like, man, this is this is pretty sweet.
1: So. I had a feeling you were gonna play Titanfall 2. I don't know how, but I had a feeling you would. Really, I did. On that specific night?
0: No. Just this week? Yes. Well, your intuition serves you well.
1: You know, I forgot to mention something, bro. I was on Amazon the other night. Buying stuff? No. Just adding p-
0: items to your wish list,
1: perhaps? Yes. Hmm. I have become a big fan of wish lists. I love wish lists. And no one ever gives me anything on my wish list. Final Fantasy VII is available to put on your wish list and or pre-purchase. The remake? Yes. Release date, they say, is December 29th. Per Amazon. Hmm. Don't know how accurate that is or if it's going to change, but I thought, wow, Amazon. That's There you go. And that's right on time with... Cyberpunk coming out. Oh, really? Same month. I think that's actually around the same date, too. I'm not mistaken.
0: That is a calculated risk. Yeah. If that is indeed true. Mm -hmm. not sure if I would be releasing my title at the same time. Another big AAA, highly anticipated title would be making its triumphant return.
1: Yeah. It might change. You never know. Square has been up in the air with it, but you never know. I just thought that was interesting. Indeed. Now,
0: we also have world holidays of the past week that have transpired. This past week, of course, was the Chinese Lunar New Year's Day, which occurred, actually, it's not a day, but a couple of days. It occurred on Tuesday, uh, February 5th, and Wednesday, February 6th. So that's always a fun time to to do things. Of course, we got to play some Overwatch. Oh, I said it wrong. We got to play some Overwatch on Wednesday to have fun on Twitch. And they have their Chinese New Year skins in full swing. Year of the... That's
1: right. That was a
0: whole lot of Stewie. Pig squeal. Stewie. Yeah. Indeed. And I I remember asking you while we were playing, too, what was the the animal from last year? I think it was the rooster. The rooster. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. Anyway, I thought the Overwatch time was fun. Uh, We were introduced to a couple of new levels that we hadn't played before, and so we were kind of at a disadvantage. I think that overall, though, I think we probably won, what, like 60 to 70% of the time? So.
1: 65% 65% of the time. 65%
0: of the time. Of time I don't know. Take a little you know, average. You know. But um, but uh, that was fun too. Anyway, back to world holidays. So there was one other one that I noticed that was um, the Nelson Anniversary Day in New Zealand. New Zealand, once again, on the roster for world holidays. This one happened on Monday, the 28th. And based on my research, it says for Nelson region, the Monday closest to the 1st of February is commemorated each year as Nelson Anniversary Day. This celebrates the establishment of the settlement of Nelson on February 1st, 1842, by settlers from the New Zealand company ship Fifeshire.
1: Chinese New Year 2018 was the, the dog. The dog. The uh, Bowser. Yes. Interesting. Maybe the rooster was here before. Possibly. Well, thank you for that, Steve. Per Google, of course. <laughs>
0: Skydiving time, and I'm the Jump Master. Let's get into our topic of the day! Oh,
1: you guys uh, see any weaponry around here? I need some wide-body armor, ammo, anything. You picked the wrong place to jump, Russ. Target. Did you land in the water again? Yeah. I landed on a piece of dog poop. (laughs) (laughs) Makes good camouflage. Indeed. Might give away my location, though, if uh, (laughs) uh, the enemy's around. Our topic of the day is Apex
0: Legends, which kind of just came out of nowhere earlier this week from EA Games and Respawn Entertainment. So we wanted to be able to talk to that and have our play impressions. Obviously, we haven't had that much time to be able to play through it, but
1: Steve, what did you think of the game so far? Well, Russ... You know, I I, I I have to go back a little bit to other Battle Royale games that I've dabbled in. Uh-huh. And I haven't been that big of a fan of them, you know? Um, so this one has been one of the better Battle Royale games that I have played. And I haven't played that many. Right, yeah, I haven't played that many either. Um... And the reason I don't I haven't played that many is because it's for me. I want I want more action, mm. not not kind of seek and destroy sort of thing. And with this, at least you have three squad mates. You are not just by yourself uh, whistling Dixie until you find one person on on the planet <laughs> that you have to <laughs> then decide uh, who's going to live and die. Um, at least you have a little a, a small squad, so that's good. Um, And this is definitely more stylized. I think the maps are brighter, beautiful, colorful. uh, So that's cool. Um, I did like the the sounds of like the guns that that you can get. Yeah. And you can get upgrades and stuff. So that's definitely cool. So as far as how it compares to other Battle Royale games that I have personally played, um, I I do like this one uh, better. But since it's still Battle Royale, it's not really my bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see myself spending a whole lot of time with it. I
0: agree. Um, Well, it's, it's fascinating to me how the whole Battle Royale genre has become super popular over the last, I would say, maybe three years. Somewhere around there. Maybe not even three years. Maybe like two years. But, I mean, it started out with PUBG. And then Fortnite is what really just put it on the map. And then we've had other types of games like Apex.
1: Call Legends of Duty. Legends come out.
0: Yeah, call, yeah exactly. The Call of Duty game that came out recently. Um, you have various large developers who are trying to cash in on this, this Battle Royale mode. I can appreciate how there is a pressure that mounts. I think the longer you survive in a, a match of Battle Royale, then there's more and more pressure that starts to mount because you're... That's true. You're starting to feel more like a survivor. Right. And so if you... When you do come across someone, then there is, like, like a, a bigger <clears throat> sense of pressure. Right. And, and uh, more of a, a... I don't know. More of a thrill, I guess you could say, as opposed to, like, if I was playing a game like Halo, for instance, like, you're, you're constantly seeing people, so you're you're engaging them on a <laughs> a pretty... Regular affair,
1: yeah. I was de- my, <laughs> I was feeling my heart palpitate a bit yes. more towards the end of that very first match. You know when I got you that rare achievement, <laughs> uh, first time ever playing. Yeah yeah the so, first time Steve was um, playing he
0: didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> He's following the other two players in his little <laughs> squad and they end up winning the game oh, man it was the funniest thing he had like twenty squads that you start out with and then he they made it all the way to, to to nothing so but at the same time, I don't know it's I'm not sold on the idea of um well let me let me back up for just I'll watch a want you back up a bit, Russ. I like the idea that you can skydive in. I like I like being able to be dropped into the map and be able to choose where you're going to land. Like you, you can kind of control where your characters are going and you even have the option as the characters to either stay together as a group or if you want to just go Maverick and, and go your own way, you can. Although I don't recommend you doing that in a game like this. But then when you land, it's it's always kind of this rinse and repeat where you're having to go hunt for your weapons and your armor, your ammunition, your health packs, that sort of thing. So I suppose you could think of it as a bit of like a scavenger hunt-ish kind of thing to do. But it reminds me of the, um oh, is,
1: what's that? Is that movie called Mockingbird? Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. No, well, it's not Mockingbird. That was one of the, of like, the, the uh, sequels or something, it's... uh, I'll I'll look it up. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, look it up because it has Jennifer Lawrence in it. Right,
1: yes. And I've
0: watched one of them where obviously, like this whole Battle Royale thing probably got its start after the series of movies was made where the, you know, it's the whole bunch of teenagers get dropped into this, this game of survival and they have certain donors who give them stuff. Hunger games. Hunger
1: games. That, thank you very much. Starving famished games. <laughs> the hangry games. <laughs> That's good. So
0: yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me quite a bit of, of that movie. And so yeah, like the, the, there are people who just absolutely love Battle Royale games, and that's great. If you like it, then more power to you. For me, I think I just I prefer more of the standard, you know, deathmatch kind of scenarios, a team deathmatch, that sort of thing. But that's just one man's opinion.
1: Yes. Yeah. We, later on, when I kept on playing and uh, you were doing whatever you were doing, uh, we would fly down. And the entire squad scavenging, searching desperately for weapons. We can hear cannon fire and, and shotgun fire, pistol fire, assault rifle fire in the background. And we're and we're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna die. Where's guns? And sure enough, one out of the three of us found a, a firearm. And right. the two of us were just like trying to beat other people that, you know. <laughs> bring a fist to a gunfight. Not the best <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh, God, I'll take that.
0: One of the things that I, I was not used to yet as I was playing was apparently all of these characters have certain special abilities, and I never really, in my mind, thought to even activate them. Like, you have those ultimates. You know, I, I just go into first-person shooter mode, and I don't think about that sort of thing, which is weird because with the amount of Overwatch that we play, you would think that, oh, I'm, I'm already conditioned to want to Unleash an ultimate or whatever. But I think the problem though is that the fighting style is so different with a game like Over Overwatch is more of like, you know, it's it's a first-person social shooter kind of thing. Very much like Team Fortress, Team Fortress 2. That and, and um I think because you can perish and then respawn and you're playing again you're able to just kind of get more into the groove of what those characters abilities are just because you you're just you have that much more time. And I think that's one of the things that I love and hate about battle royale games is that once you're dead, you're dead. You cannot go back into that particular game match. You have to literally leave the match and then restart the whole thing of picking your character going through loading screens and all that. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a bummer in a way because I want to be able to continue playing. And especially like, like when it comes to like, if someone gets a drop on me, I want to be able to try and and best them uh, the next time I'm able to spawn, but you can't really do that in a game like this because it's all centered around the idea of last man standing. So that's just, I don't know another observation that I had and I think one of the things that I struggle with personally and again I haven't played very much of this game but I can see it as an identifier there are eight players I believe it is or eight characters that you can choose from and there isn't enough time for me to be able to really get to grips with any one of them before I die. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I dropped to the ground and I die right away or anything like that. I, The, the, the few times I was trying it out, I was actually staying uh, alive, I would say, about halfway through. I'd say half the squads had perished before I, I met my demise. But the entire time, I think that it's almost a disservice because you don't want to just, like... <laughs> fire off your weapons and be as loud as possible because you're you're going to give away your position, which you don't want to do in a game like battle Royale. So then by the time you actually have players who you come in contact with, suddenly you're literally having to remember, okay, how do I heal myself? Where are my guns? Okay. I know I have these two weapons here. You know, I'm not even thinking about what kind of special abilities that I have, because I think the characters too, in addition to the ultimate ability, I think they have like two other kind of, you know, special, Mutant esque type of abilities that you just you gotta just get used to to leveraging on on a normal basis, and I'm sure that like the more you play, then the more you'll be aware of of what what's at your disposal. Well, I don't think
1: they really showed you that in the the demo. Well, not not the demo, but the early on practice part of the game. They just kind of said, okay, no, here's how you throw a grenade. Here's how you. Pick up a gun. Here's how you switch your gun. This is how you fire. This is how you jump. This is how you crouch. This is how you slide. Mm-hmm. And this is how you do your ultimate. And I, it, it all just seemed pretty standard. And, and unless you watch somebody who's really who's been playing it for, most well, since it came out, um, <laughs> yeah. then you you actually see that there's more than than some other stuff that you can do. I mean, there was somebody who um, had this. Kind of an emote execution sort of thing to me at the end. Yeah,
0: that was interesting.
1: Yeah, um, and then other times that other people were using abilities where they could see little footsteps of some team that was close, some other squad, and I maybe that was an ultimate. I don't know, but um, so it seems like there was other stuff you could do, but all I could do was run around and uh, cap fools, you know.
0: I do think that if, like, you and I were to, to party up and play the game, I think it would probably be a bit more enjoyable for us just because in a game like this, it's so paramount that you stick together as a team. If you splinter off and you're doing your own thing, you you really are running the, the gamut of survival ability just because just most of the, the other squads will be sticking together because you have a higher rate of survival with that. But... Um, that was something that I noticed that with you and with me, we were constantly having to just frantically keep up with our group, as opposed to being able to just explore, do what we want to do, you know, be able to coordinate verbally speaking over the headsets. So yeah, I'd be curious to see how that goes.
1: My question though, is what is the the longevity of this game? Well, actually I think it's going to be long uh, because it's free and I think maybe Call of Duty put some bad tastes in people's mouth because they spent full 60 bucks on it, and <laughs> people like you uh, spent more than 60 bucks on it, and mm. all you got was one big battle royale, and uh, good luck with that.
0: Yeah, there were three game modes to it, but it just didn't hook me the way other yeah. games do. So,
1: not only is this free, and you have a variety of folks to choose from, and the levels are, are good looking, but it just it would. If they were to drop some other content, which they most likely will, uh, then people would be more apt to spend and play because they didn't, I mean, just like with the mobile games that are free to play, if you want to get upgrade your character, yeah, okay, you might drop, you know, a few bucks here and there, and then a few bucks later on, and then a few bucks, a few bucks, a few bucks, and pretty soon that's making uh making the game makers money.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to be adding
1: tons of characters
0: to this just like how Blizzard did with Overwatch.
1: Right. It's and it, a- and it makes the most sense too. Yeah. I mean, with the battle with a big battle royale game where there's no story, it's just here you go, have some fun. I mean, I would have expected the game to cost something from the get-go, but since it's free, I would I would assume a bunch of people would pick it up and play it for quite a while.
0: I am surprised though that there really wasn't any kind of lead up to this game. It just kind of fell in our laps. At least I was not aware of any kind of development with it. i obviously respawns working on stuff on an ongoing basis with EA, but the, in terms of marketing, I was surprised as to their approach to this because it was all of a sudden just there and there was just ads everywhere for it. And people were wanting to check it out because they had heard, oh, well, I mean, Places like IGN are definitely giving it a lot of spotlight room. And so we should check it out. Hey, it's free to play. So there's no risk in terms of, you know, purchase power or anything like that. And so, yeah, definitely different methodology with that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm still kind of processing that through. Another observation I had is that I feel like the art direction in the game is a bit generic. And I was talking to someone who, um, from the games industry who is actually uh, friends with the art director, not of apex legends, but the art director who used to be at respawn entertainment. And he was the one who was the art director for um, the Titanfall series. And what ended up happening was that he apparently left respawn and went back to infinity ward to um, do art direction for an upcoming call of duty title. And so, which is interesting, because you, when you look at the characters of this particular game, I mean, they, they don't look awful or anything, but they do look pretty generic, in my opinion. They don't have the, the appeal that I have seen in other titles. I mean, at least in Overwatch, like, I remember when I first started playing Overwatch, um, I didn't feel like, like these characters looked like they would live in the same world together. But on their own, like, every character by themselves was actually a, a really neat, well thought out, creative looking character. And so obviously obviously this is a first-person shooter, so you're not going to see as much of it. But you know, we were thumbing through some of the other skins that they're kind of copying what Overwatch has done. Um, even with like the intro. I know you had you never saw the intro to Apex Legend, but they have that same kind of 2.5 D anime cartoon kind of thing. And then, of course, with the characters that they have available right now, I'm just kind of looking at them like, yeah, you know, I'm they're kind of forgettable, honestly.
1: Yeah. And that, in my mind, is a bit forgi- forgivable. Yeah. Because I think if I spent 60 bucks in the game and they gave me generic characters, I would not be a happy camper. I, even if I spent like 40 bucks on the game, I still wouldn't be a happy camper. Maybe it would be forgivable if it was 20 bucks, But definitely if it's free, they uh, you give me some generic characters cool uh, whatever you know yeah I mean, so you're it, not
0: you're not bothered by that
1: yeah not too much i I'm yeah I wish the characters did look better I'm, I'm not attached to anybody really they don't really look cool at all but the game is free and if you're battle royale and you're not you're hardly looking at anybody anyway it's literally something to satisfy like three seconds of you choosing your character and then you're not going to look at anybody else
0: mm-hmm Do you think you're going to download it on your system? No. Well, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn radio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and soundcloud.com slash TV. Last but of course, not least, search TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will see all of you next week.
1: Bye.